Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For everything for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome back into another edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you. We apologize for not having a post-game pod after Sunday's debacle of a loss to the Giants. I was away for that weekend, so I am sorry about that. But we are back here in the midweek pod, reacting still a little bit to some of the ripple effects from that loss and the road finale here as the Giants uh, or as the Giants beat the Colts. They click the plus on the Colts now. Are one game away to purchase from mercifully ending this awful, awful, awful season. We'll discuss some of the things we saw um, in that game as well. There's one thing, I think, where if there's talks and Jim Mercer still thinks he's hiring Jeff Saturday, I think there's one thing we saw on Sunday absolutely should eliminate him from any sort of potential full-time candidacy. Jim Harbaugh's rumor uh, name is back in the NFL mill. We'll talk about how he, uh, or should say, how the Colts stack up to make some other potential suitors as well. George, it's it's the last midweek pod we will have, at least with a game to talk about uh, on Sunday. It's it's been a long season. It's been a dramatic first season here on the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. But man, oh man, it is mercifully at least this this brutal season, one of the worst seasons we have seen in, in over twenty years. Mercifully, is coming to an end. Yeah, you can argue uh, there's been worse records, but you can argue pretty successfully that this is the worst season of of Jim Irsay's ownership. I mean, when, yeah. when you go through. Uh, they've obviously had down years before, but they've all had to do since he's took over. They've all had to do with injured quarterbacks and things of that nature that you can kind of write off. Um, this one, from from an expectations coming in standpoint, to you know chaos and and, and everything else that's happened during the course of the year, I think it's number one. Without that, like I said, when you have you know in twenty eleven. When Andrew Luck has, uh, when Peyton Manning's a neck surgery, obviously in 2017, when Andrew Luck is, you're right, the records are worse. But, I mean, you talk about a fall from grace, the expectations compared to what the actual reality is, all the drama, all, all everything that just could have gone wrong for the most part has gone wrong this year. You said, I'm with you there. I think it's of all the years uh, and uh, brutality we've seen, not too much, thankfully, but all this, that, I think by far this is the worst year of Jim Mercy's ownership. So, congrats, Jim. At least there's one more, uh, one more game left to kind of put a capper on that. We will, though, start on a, a somber note, and that is as we still record this on a Wednesday afternoon, uh, DeMar Hamlin, Bill's defensive back, is still in the hospital. Now, there's slowly some signs that he is getting better, but still just a bone-chilling scene from Monday night where he gets hurt, and momentarily his heart stops on the field, something we've never really seen before. It's a sober reminder, Georgia, and an unfortunate reminder that truly, like, you know, we, we talk about football, we get excited every single Sunday. You know, plenty of players kind of talk about having like a, a war-like mentality when you're on the field and being a warrior. But unfortunately, we did see the reality of that. And that is, while it's a game, while it's a, a game we all enjoy and love, it's still a game that is highly, highly, highly dangerous. And if, you know, you get hit the wrong angle or the wrong time, 
we could see there would be some tragic, tragic results. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, uh, everybody still all their prayers are, are with uh, Demar Hamlin right now and his family, and and really the whole Bills organization and the Bengals too. I mean, I can't imagine being on that field uh, in seeing that incident take place. Talked to a lot of guys in the locker room Wednesday in Indianapolis uh, who were watching on TV. Uh, and, and are still shook by it. I mean, I, I've never seen anything uh, affect guys in the locker room the way this has in terms of, um, you know, guys just talking about understanding their own mortality a little bit, uh, but also just the human reaction. You know, forget about what could happen to them, just the human reaction of watching one of their brothers. I mean, that's the thing about this league. that One percent of the population or something like that makes it, uh, to the NFL when, when you're there, even if you're, you know, you've never met, uh, these guys feel very connected to each other. You know, you're on one of these 32 teams. And so even for them, just watching at home, a lot of them were watching with their families, trying to explain to their kids what, what's going on. Um, just that human aspect of it alone is very unique. Um, and I, and I think, you know, obviously we, we've never really seen anything like it happen in the NFL before. Hopefully we never see it again. Um, right. I think it's certainly something that you don't want to see a common thing right now. Uh, if the cause is what sort of is being speculated at the moment, you know, it, I don't even know that's a football thing. Honestly, it's, it's a freak accident. It, it's the type of thing. Um, if it is the, this, this, you know, sudden cardiac arrest arrest, um, it's happened in baseball. It happened in hockey. It happened in, in, uh, I know there was at least one college lacrosse player who unfortunately fell victim to this. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's a life and death thing. You know, it's, it's not about the games. It's not about, I will say this, the medical staff in Cincinnati deserves a huge amount of credit here, uh, getting out there and, and at least to this point, uh, possibly saving DeMar Hamlin's life. Um, I do think, there might not have been a better city for him in, to be in the NFL uh, when this happened. I know that the uh, the medical center there in Cincinnati is one of the top in, in the world uh, when it comes to to heart, you know. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. That that Health whole medical, yeah, that 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 whole area of of medicine is really top notch there. Um, so I think that's one of the fortunate things here. But just. You know, and I, I think the least important thing about this, a lot of people keep talking about, you know, what are they going to do about the game? What are they going to do about the playoffs? You know, lack of a better word, who cares right now? I mean, uh, I, I guarantee you, Pittsburgh, New England, the Jets, uh, the Bengals, the Bills, you're not going to hear a peep from players or coaches there about anything that happens to their playoff fate as a result to this. Uh, this is about DeMar Hamlin and, and finding a way uh, to carry on in a way that respects him and that, you know, respects the game. I, I really don't think the playoff organization, the playoff implications, those are so far secondary in here that it at this point it doesn't even matter. 
And you're right. It's just like 100% right, George. Because life, obviously, uh, above anything else, is more important. Um, and it's just it's it's a sobering reminder because, like I said, we love this game. We we talk about it here each and every week. All the fans are, you know, everyone's invested. So we love screaming at players. We love, you know, getting on coaches and firing this guy and saying this guy sucks. And it's so easy to get just hardened and conditioned to the violence. And we always hear, right, football is a violence sport. You always see, people always talk about head injuries and such. And unfortunately, you know, especially with, with what Tua Tungvalo went, with, uh, went through this year, especially getting hurt against the Bengals in, in ironically, the same field. Uh, earlier in the season, we saw him just kind of tighten up uh, after getting slammed, his head, you know, his head getting slammed to the ground. It's even though we sometimes see some just some real acts of violence where you see what these collisions are, you know, like car wrecks as they're called, you're still conditioned to, okay, let's move on. Two is getting carted off and it's okay. Now on to the next play. And it's like you, you said, it's just number one people, you know, everyone is human. So it's like these players and you kind of see that right in front of you. It's just, it, it brings you back. And just like I said, it's, it's a scary reminder of how dangerous this game is. And at least you hope for fans going forward. It just serves as a reminder of just like what these guys are truly putting on the line and how you, you know, to appreciate them, the person, what they are doing to bring us joy each and every Sunday. Like, again, like I know, like, I just find myself like kind of sometimes taking sports too seriously. At the end of the day, it's not only just a game, but it's also, like I said, one of those where it's a dangerous game. And sometimes just walking off the field in one piece is, is kind of the best thing, win or lose, no matter how the result is. It's like as you're healthy and you can walk off the field on your own power, like we've seen, it's sometimes the biggest win. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there's a really personal connection in that Colts locker room right now. There's a couple of them. Zach Moss obviously was, was DeMar Hamlin's teammate earlier this season before the trade deadline uh, that brought him to Indianapolis. But Rodney Thomas, uh, the rookie safety from Yale, high school teammate of DeMar Hamlin, uh, he drove down Tuesday to the hospital, got to go into the room, uh, said that he, that he held DeMar's hand for a moment, spoke some words to him. Uh, he said that you know he, he feels like he knows that he can hear him. Uh, he also said that that he's 100% certain that DeMar is going to walk out of that hospital under his own power, which I think was a really powerful statement. Uh, but just watching how he's reacting, um, again, it's it's just a normal human emotion. It's it's the same you would expect for any family member dealing with something like this, uh, you know, some kind of tragedy where where somebody's who they care about uh, so much is is fighting for their lives in the hospital. Uh, one thing that I did get from this locker room, you know, there's been a lot of talk about should they postpone the games and, you know, what should the league do moving forward? And, you know, I understand all of that and I understand where that's coming from and, and wanting to kind of honor DeMar and, and, and honor this situation. But the sense I got from the players is they want to play in his honor. They And especially Rodney, um, you know, he's, he specifically mentioned that. It never crossed his mind sitting out Sunday's game. You know, he's 100% committed to going out there and playing for, you know, somebody he considers to be a brother. And I, I, I sense you'd probably get similar answers across the league. And that's just, you know, you go back to it, a football player's mentality where, again, we've seen some scary things and the instinct is to play. And, like you know, at least like we said so far, at least as we record this on Wednesday, so far no update in terms of, anything drastic but there's slowly some improvement so if you are a believer in prayer so far it seems like it's working if you continue that hopefully so we can get a, a better update on, on damar hamlin sooner rather than later but just a a very scary moment obviously on national tv so it wasn't buried in the one o'clock say this is something that took over the game you rarely see even just a game in general get postponed or, or delayed or stopped so also too just to see the nfl 
first we'll do the right thing. There's been plenty of questions about the NFL and, you know, if they truly care about player safety. And we've seen it many times over where the game just goes on no matter what happens. They said, we're going to continue to play. And it's at least for what is a tragic incident. It's at least nice to see that for the first, you know, first time or one of the smaller times or one of the fewer times, I should say, they put the person, the human being above the game and the, uh, and the money. No, absolutely. And, you know, I think there was still, as we were this, there, there's at least a chance that the bills won't play on Sunday. I know that that's still on, on the table. I, I understand that completely. I mean, they're a team that that's, you know, they're affected by this more than anybody else. It's affecting the entire league, really affecting, I think the entire sports world. I don't think it's just the NFL. I think no, you know, yeah. it's across uh, the spectrum. Are, are really, you know, reacting to this. So uh, I can understand if Buffalo, if they determine not to play that game on Sunday, I think that's completely understandable. I, it's unprecedented. You know, I, I guess I think Chris Pronger in the NHL uh, had something like this happen and, and was able to play 12 more years, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, but that's probably the closest thing as far as like major sports go. I know it's happened at a lot of amateur levels and it, um. I can't imagine. I, I guess I just, I just don't want to sit here and, and judge anybody for their reactions to it right now. You know, I, I mentioned earlier the way Rodney Thomas feels and the sense I get from the Colts locker room. But I think everybody, there's no wrong way to feel about this and there's no wrong way to uh, feel about how things should move forward. I think it's a perfect way to put a bow in this conversation, George, because right, there should be no judgment. Feelings. Not saying anyone's doing this, but just overall, like I said, whether the thought, because there's a lot of conflicting, you know, thoughts and opinions on should they play? Should they cancel the game? What should they do with the schedule going, you know, going forward here? Um, but sure, I think it's because everyone handles things differently. And again, this is not a normal injury. It's not like a torn ACL or even unfortunately a concussion like we saw with, with the Dolphins and Tua this season. This is something where like something we have thankfully really rarely ever seen in sports, but it's one of those when it does happen, it, it's jarring. And you see, unfortunately, how sometimes close to death, you know, players who play football are. And everyone, like I said, react differently. Some players are first instinct, well, I want to play in honor of DeMar Hamlin. Others want to just kind of grieve and process still what's going on. Like it's for the Bills, like their teammate at the end of the day is still in the hospital, still fighting for his life. So it's also, if you just said it, it's crazy in a sense to think like, okay, well now, you know, you got a game on Sunday against Patriots, go out there and play focus and go play your best game. It's, it's kind of lunacy to kind of think that, like, or think everyone be on the same page in terms of doing that. So like I said, everyone grieves differently. Everyone kind of reacts to that news differently. And it's, yeah, like I said, there's no, definitely no room for judgment in terms of how each individual reacts to this, because like it's something we've never seen, especially when you're talking about teammates uh, of Demar and Buffalo, or even just the the players on the Bengals side that who saw it also with their own eyes. And you're that close situation. It touches you more than, you know, any other team or played with when you're kind of that close to what happened. It's very scary. Um, it's a, Thankfully, it's something we don't really see too often, uh, rarely ever see, but still, it's just very somber, very chilling reminder of just actually true, truly all the joy the game brings. Like, I was, like ironically enough, I guess I'll say this, like, I was at, so I was at the Rose Bowl. That's part of the reason why I did not do the postgame pod for the Giants game. It was in the air at that time. And so the, the Penn State wins the Rose Bowl really right around the time that this incident happens. And for those of you who've been in the Rose Bowl, you know, but for those who don't, like, there's no service there. So I, had, you're basically cut off from the outside world. So here, like, I am and my friends are celebrating a big Rose Bowl win. Obviously, a football game. Like, football brings you that joy. And the same time, in this side of the country, in Cincinnati, like, you know, you see the pain and the suffering. The same sport does bring it. So it's an awful reminder, one that we definitely did not need, but one that is, you know, kind of necessary to just show you that the true dangers 
um, that players uh, do take each and every week to suit up to bring us joy. Um, and this is, like I said, one of the rare times where it, it truly is life or death. We say that phrase a lot. Um, but unfortunately, this is one that like I said is literally that. So we continue to pray for Demar Hamlin. Really hope, like I said, at least on Wednesdays, we're recording this mid afternoon. No drastic um, updates, just that he's getting a little better. He's starting to breathe on his own a little more compared to being on a ventilator. So obviously, good signs heading in the right direction. But as we know, still a long way to go. So we will keep you updated uh, as well on the Blue Horseshoe Pies we carry throughout the week as well. If we get any um, notes throughout the pod, we'll let you know as, as well. Uh, so, so we'll take a break here, George. We do return. We will uh, we'll talk about Jim Harbaugh's future as his name is back in the NFL rumors. We'll do that when the Blue Horseshoe Pod returns. <laughs> 